Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Today we have a live interview with Reverend Al Houghton, a man who has been raised from the dead by Jesus Christ, and he has written a trilogy of books to talk about it. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we normally like to report the news, discern the spirits, and pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. But today we have a live, in-studio interview with a man that I have known for 30 years. Not only was he a Navy pilot in Vietnam, but God called him to the ministry of prophet and teacher, and I have known Al Houghton for so many years, and I'm so honored to introduce him for the first time to our TV audience, Reverend Al Houghton. Welcome, sir, to the program. Thanks, Gordon, it's good to be here. Looking so, forward to it. I'm honored to present this trilogy of books that you have written. The first is called The Sure Mercies of David, Jesus and Justice, and God's Layered Love. We're gonna do a three-part interview here. I just wanna talk about this first one in a few minutes, mm -hmm. uh, The Sure Mercies of David. This is part one of our interview with you. Introduce yourself, please, to the audience. Um, I was a Navy pilot in Vietnam. I, I uh, loved to fly. My number came up. My dad was on the draft board and he, he said, uh, you're either going Army or you know you choose. So uh, I ended up in the Navy. When I got out, the Lord began to deal with me about the ministry. So I ended up choosing to go into the ministry. I've been in 42 years, um, 12 years in, 12 years of pastoring, the Lord Really, I felt a hand on my uh, collar and say, I'm taking you upstream in Christianity. I'm going to teach you to walk with Jesus the judge. And so for the last, this will be year 32, that I've been walking with Jesus the judge. The reason we call this a trilogy of books is because they document the beginning of God teaching me about how to walk with the judicial Christ. Now. The second book is called Jesus and Justice. And it, we all love Jesus as a merciful savior, but you're talking about a Jesus who comes in judgment. I'm talking about Jesus who answers judicial prayer. I'm talking about a Jesus who is introduced to us in Acts 2.36 as uh, this Jesus whom you killed, God raised up and has made. God has made this Jesus both not one, both, judge, kurios, and Christos, the Greek words, kurios, ju uh, judge of all the earth, Christos, savior of all the earth. So we're gonna talk more about that on tomorrow's show because I wanna get to Jesus and Justice part two tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But before you wrote Jesus and Justice, you wrote this book, The Sure Mercies of David. This is about the mercies of God as he relayed them through King David, maybe in the Psalms. Yes, in the Psalms, uh, but mostly it comes from Paul's preaching in Acts 13. The longest recorded message in the, that the Apostle Paul uh, has that's given to us in the Bible is in Acts 13, and the core 
of what he's preaching is that Jesus, uh, on the day he's resurrected, he declares, I give you the covenant of the sure mercies of David. So Jesus, with his blood, bought and paid for every Christian to walk in the same covenant that King David walked in. So wait a minute. First, Jesus made this covenant with David, and then Jesus made that same covenant with Paul, as he describes in Acts 13. And you're saying Jesus wants to make that same covenant with us today. He does. He absolutely does. That was Paul's message. That's what Paul was preaching. He was preaching that we were guaranteed by the blood of Christ the same covenant that God offered King David through Nathan the prophet in 2 Samuel chapter 7. And the Lord asked me a question about that, that that was mystifying. And the question was, when did I speak to my servant David about his son Solomon before or after he met Bathsheba? And I said, God, I don't know. The Lord said, well, go find out. Well, he gets the covenant in 2 Samuel 7, four chapters later, in chapter 11, David meets Bathsheba. Now that means before the greatest failure of King David's life, God came to him four chapters before and redeemed that failure before David ever got there. So, so you're talking about because of the sin of David and Bathsheba, which produced ultimately the, uh, Solomon, who became the heir and fulfilled that promise. But God made that promise even before the sin. And then how did he, how did he use the sin to fulfill the promise? That's, that's counterintuitive to me. Okay, well, what, what it says is that in the foreknowledge of God, he saw every failure King David would make. Yeah. Just as he sees ours. And he covenants with us to redeem, not only forgive our sin, there's mercy, blood-bought mercy, that forgives our sin, but there's also redemption of that sin. So King David is the first, one of the first examples of God redeeming the sin and causing the sin to praise him. So the first child, Bathsheba was pregnant, dies under the, under the uh, judicial hand of God. But David repents and he calls on the Lord and then God said to the prophet, "You, when Bathsheba's pregnant again, he made that right. He married Bathsheba. Yeah. So he sends a message then when Solomon is born and the message was, call him Jedediah, I love this child. And that marked the redemption of David's failure with Bathsheba. Yeah. And not only his adultery, but his murder of her yes. husband, Uriah. He it, killed the, the man it, who sent, he sent off to the front lines. He did, and, and David was a great warrior, but he was also forgiven for murdering an innocent man. So that shows us the depth of the mercy of God. Yeah. And also, King David prays because part of that judgment was, you're going to lose Jerusalem. I gave you Jerusalem, now you're going to lose it. King David prays a covenantal judicial prayer on the way out of Jerusalem. He's lost the city. Now he's lost, the, the military's pretty much gone. Only a few people are left that support him. He's in his older years. He has no one to look to but God. And he prays this prayer in Psalm 143, verse 12. In your mercy cut off 
all my enemies and those who afflict my soul. And God answered that, gave him Jerusalem back, restored him completely, killed uh, Ahithophel, who was the leading counselor, David's best friend, and Absalom got in mercy And that's where God began to show me, you don't know covenant mercy today. The church today does not know covenant mercy. We know mercy that forgives our sin. But we don't know mercy covenantally that when we invoke it, we'll cut off an unrelenting enemy. And take out the enemy who is hounding you and pursuing you. This is the beginning of imprecatory prayers in David's theology. We gotta take a short break. But when we come back, I'm gonna ask Reverend Al Houghton, how was he raised from the dead? Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. How can you discern the thoughts in your own mind from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or from angels or from invisible demons? I'm Dr. Chaps, and you've seen us on this show talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. Maybe you know that I wrote my PhD dissertation entitled, How to See the Holy Spirit and Angels and Demons. And it's all about this important topic of receiving the gift of discerning of spirits. How can you discern the thoughts that come to you? How do you know to learn to hear the voice of God and discern that from the demonic voice which tempts us to sin? Well, this is an important skill and it will change your ministry. It'll change your life, which is why we've created now, not just a book, but a 17-part video Bible study on a four-disc DVD set that we would like to send to you and your church and your family and your small group. This important Bible study series goes through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. How did Jesus discern the spirits? How did the Apostle Paul discern the spirits? What does the Old Testament say about demons and the Holy Spirit and angels. When you learn to discern, it will transform your life and your ministry. Please visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and get this important video resource. Or call us toll-free at 866-ObeyGod, and for a suggested donation of $99, we'll give you the entire 17-part Bible study series for just $99. And if you order today, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, or call us toll-free at 866-ObeyGod. Get this important Bible study series for your family. Call today. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. Reverend Al Houghton has been in ministry for 42 years. And uh, Al, talk about uh, your wife and children. How many years have you been married? I've been married uh, for 42 years, and my wife was a school teacher. I met her in seminary, and um, we have three kids, and our daughter works with us in the ministry. Fantastic. So. And where did you go to school? You, you got some theological education. I did. I have an MDiv from uh, Melody Land years ago and uh, at the height of the charismatic renewal. It was, called a, it was built as a school of the prophets. And <laughs> after being a Navy pilot, you entered ministry through the charismatic movement. Talk about that. 
I did. Uh, well, the, the Lord spoke to me. I'd, I'd graduated. I didn't have anywhere to go. I didn't have any invitations. And God said to me, I didn't call you to pastor. I called you to teach. And these are the rules. You can never ask for a place to preach, and you can never ask for money. So for three months, all I did was pray and wait on the Lord. Finally, somebody invited me to do a Bible study. Well, it was only in a home, but it only lasted in a home for five weeks. And then we had to get a larger building. And we were only five <laughs> weeks there. And then we had to get a larger building. Oh, my gosh. And so I ended up at the U.S. Center for World Missions in Pasadena. Oh, sure. We partitioned off the 2,500-seat uh, auditorium into 1,250 seats. Wow. And uh, so I taught there for 12 years. And God grew that ministry. Wonderful. He did. He did. He grew it. And yeah. Mary and I, my wife and I, have, have subscribed to your newsletter for many years, dating back to the late 80s when I first met yeah. you, Word at Work. Talk about that and how can people subscribe? They can uh, go online to wordatwork.org and they can uh, sign up for our Bible, Bible study. It's a daily Bible study. We email it or we will send them out a hard copy and there's no charge for it. What a blessing. And you don't ask for money, so how do you get by? It just money shows up or you've seen some miracles? Our fundraising is like this. <laughs> so it's by prayer and it works. And I was challenged by George Mueller early on. Okay. Really challenged. Talk about that. I read and, his book, by the way. I think uh, I, I have at times in my life tried to follow that same model. Yeah, he, he uh, built uh, children's homes, orphanages, and he would pray. God wouldn't allow him to ask for money. He would pray, and it would always show up. Sometimes it was right at the moment they needed food, but it would always come. And so whenever the Lord spoke to me, you can't ask for money, then, um, and I've followed that for 42 years, so we have prayed. The biggest challenge a few years ago was the Lord said, um, put all your books in Spanish, and I thought, well, I could do that for uh, probably 25 to 50,000. Well, I, I got through the first 50, and then the second 50, I'm, okay, God, I need another 50. But every time, God brought it in until the project was complete. And, and the trilogy of books that you've written, which we're talking about, is also available in Spanish and also on audio, and people can order those through your website. Through wordatwork.org. Fantastic. You are a cancer survivor. And I am. You, were, you actually died in the hospital on the table as a result of a procedure where you were losing blood. But just bring people through your process to explain how it started. Okay, in 01, I was diagnosed with colon cancer. I woke up from the colonoscopy and the doctor said, run to the surgeon, don't walk. Meaning if this breaks through the colon wall, then it's, it's probably going to be terminal. And so 13 days later, I was in surgery. Well, for the next um, 12 years, I did cancer checks. Um, every year, and finally, I had. Uh, so you were healed initially. I was by healed by the surgery. By the surgery, they removed a lot of your colon. They they took over half my colon. Yeah. And they left a part that wasn't in real good shape uh, at the time, and so that lasted 12 years. And then they said you've had too many polyps removed, so now we're going to have to take the rest of your colon. Okay. And this is now in 2013. And, and you're still cancer-free, but they have to remove the rest of it, and so you go in for this procedure. What happened? The, uh, it was supposed to be a routine procedure, and it was a two-part process. 
The first part, they would rebuild a colon from the small intestine called a J-pouch. Four months it would take to heal, and then they would go in and do a reconnect. So I would have a baggie, a bag for four months. Temporarily. Temporarily, yeah, for four months. The problem is they couldn't stop the bleeding. So three surgeries later, they called all the family, you got to come, you know, he's slipping away. My son's a firefighter, told his mom, dad's going. I see people die all the time. He's going, he's gray. He's, you know, you better say goodbye. Wow. And so during that process, I left my body twice and came back each time. And now, when you were dead on the table, you had a spiritual experience and you, your spirit went to heaven and you saw Jesus. Or, or what did you see? Tell me I, what you saw. The first time, I didn't see Jesus, but I saw the saints. So I got to walk shoulder to shoulder with the saints. And I experienced the revelation of mercy. We all knew we were there because of God's mercy. Okay. I mean, what I'd written about, I got a reality check in. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the first experience. The second experience, I was in a room. Jesus walked in the other side of that room, and he was carrying a silver tray, and at every anointing a preacher would ever want. I mean, all the healing anointings, just all of them, all the anointings. By the time it got to me, the tray was empty. And so you, you, you missed out. You didn't get an anointing. I missed out. Oh, no. And I said, there are too many experiences in life like this. Why, why are you showing me this? Is, it, is this, it, you know, some purpose supposed to come out of this? And the Lord looked at me. He looked in my eyes. He put his finger in my face. And he said, you're going back. And I want you to tell, you tell my ministers that eternal fruit begins where selfish ambition ends. And Eternal that was it. Fruit. Now, let me digest that for a second. Eternal fruit begins where selfish ambition ends. Yes. So, I mean, that's convicting to me because I'm pretty ambitious in life. You know, I, I want the biggest ministry. Yeah. I want a, the, oh, the yeah. biggest budget. I want to be on yeah. more TV show, uh, stations. Uh, you know, <laughs> heck, I even want to get elected to political office from time to time. Not right now, but, <laughs> but I've got to repent because I shouldn't be building the kingdom of Gordon. I should be building the kingdom of God. The, the, the message was that eternal fruit, and, and that's what we're all after. We want eternal fruit from our life. We want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant when we show up yeah. in heaven. And uh, the if Lord. If I win a lot of accolades here, it doesn't matter in eternity. It doesn't count in eternity. What does count is what we do that God orders that has eternal fruit in the lives of people. And I believe through this broadcast, you're getting a fair amount of eternal fruit. So I suspect you're on the right path. <laughs> well, I don't, time will tell, and the Lord have mercy on me. Uh, so when you, when Jesus pointed at you and said those words, then you were sent back to your body and you woke up in the hospital. Uh, well, I went back to my body. I'm not sure I woke up. I was in ICU for a, uh, a nine days and they had to replace, I have two and a half, tw well, 12 two liter Coke bottles of blood flowing around in this body. The average one has five. So they, it took two and a half people's blood to save my life over a 24 hour period. I told my wife when I got home, honey, 
I don't know who all's in here right now, so if anybody strange shows up, we just rebuke him and keep going. Right. <laughs> We're going to take a short break. Uh, when I come back, I'm going to ask Al Houghton to not only explain this book, which is part one of the trilogy, we'll have parts two and three later this week, The Sure Mercies of David, but I'm going to ask him to pray for you. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Do you ever pray and sometimes you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and they don't get to God or maybe you don't get the result that you hoped for? I'm Dr. Chaps and I want to make available to you a new resource, a four-part video Bible teaching series on how to pray effective prayers. Did you know God has given us instructions in the Bible? For example, in 1 Timothy 2, there are four different Greek words for four different kinds of prayers, supplication, petition, intercession, and thanksgiving. If you don't understand the way God teaches us to pray, then we cannot expect the result for which we hope. I'm asking you to get this important Bible video teaching series on DVD for a suggested donation of only $30. Call us right now at 866-Obey-God Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D, or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and get this important video resource for your family. Call us right now. Are you frustrated at the direction your country is headed? Are you ready to fight for a cause and change the world? Do you believe God has called Christians to make a difference? Announcing a new book by Chaplain Gordon Klingenschmidt entitled How to Liberate the World in 30 Days, a step-by-step -step guide to take back your country. Dr. Alan Keyes wrote the foreword saying, This book needs to be placed in the hands of every millennial and Bible-believing pastor in America. This book teaches 30 powerful political tools in a 30-day devotional that will change your life and give you power. It comes with 15 inspiring true stories of political victory. You don't even need to get elected to take back your government. But if you read this book, you just might get elected too. Order your copy today. It's available in the Superstore at WND.com on Amazon and you can get the first chapter free right now if you visit the website schoolofliberty.org. That's schoolofliberty.org. It's time to take back your country. Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. Well, I want to thank you, first of all, for coming all the way to Colorado Springs. I know you minister in California. But yeah. this book, the first of three, um, The Sure Mercies of David, remind people again why they should particularly pay attention to the message in this book. Because the sure mercies of David is the covenantal foundation for everything that we walk in in the New Testament. It was the primary message of the Apostle Paul in Acts 13, 34. This Jesus that um, has been raised up has guaranteed, has spoken thus, I will give you the covenant of sure mercy. That was Paul's message to us. So covenant mercy is a two-edged sword. Edge one cuts off and redeems all of our sin, but edge two guarantees that God will intervene when an enemy, an unrelenting enemy comes against us. God will uh, intervene and if necessary cut them off if they refuse salvation then he he will intervene and remove them so that gets into the imprecatory edge to your prayers it as does. you say you walk with jesus the judge not right. just jesus the savior he forgives our sins thank god yes. 
but he also removes those people who are hounding us, who are pursuing us, who are persecuting us. There's so much persecution, not just, I'm not even gonna say against me, although I've had my share, but you see it across the body of Christ today. You see uh, the, the angry leftists going after bakers and photographers and florists and trying to force people to join their movement. And when we don't, they sue us and they try to take away our privileges or, or ultimately put us in jail or in the Middle East, they just take off your head. How can we pray, and maybe there's somebody in the audience who is being persecuted. How would you instruct them to pray and maybe you could lead them in a prayer? I would be happy to. The, that's the reason why the covenant of sure mercy is your foundation. So in when you're invoking the covenant of sure mercy, now this is blood bought by Christ. So we have that, every one of us. If somebody's been stealing from you, okay, or, or if somebody is really literally trying to do you harm, we can invoke the covenant of sure mercy and we can pray the Psalms. Now the Psalms, the Psalms of David, are full of judicial prayers, of covenantal judicial prayers, asking the Lord to show up. So for everyone who's been stolen from, let me start there. Father, in Jesus' name, look at your people and everyone you, who has experienced the thief coming after them. In Jesus' name, I invoke the covenant of sure mercy over their life. Father, I ask you to reward and return what has been stolen from them in Jesus' name. Let your blessing come for those who uh, people are trying to do them harm. Father, I invoke the covenant of sure mercy over them. If their enemy will not turn, if they will not relent, Lord, we wish they would. We want them to. That's our desire, that they turn and be saved. If they will not relent, then, Father, in Jesus' name, cut them off. We invoke that covenant of sure mercy. Now let your salvation come to your people as only you can bring it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So on tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about Jesus and justice. I don't want to get into this too much, but give us a preview of what people will see if they tune in tomorrow. Okay, uh, Matthew chapter 12. Jesus, it, it says that he took judgment to victory. Well, judgment to victory means he guarantees covenant judicial intervention or judgment for us when we need it, when we're under assault, when we're in attack, when people are coming against us. It's covenantal, it's guaranteed. Jesus bought and paid for it. Amen and amen. We want you to subscribe to Reverend Al Houghton's newsletter. You can do that free on paper or by email. Visit his website, wordatwork.org. You can get the trilogy of books, uh, as we said, uh, The Sure Mercies of David, Jesus and Justice, God's Layered Love. On tomorrow's show, we'll talk about book number two. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org, and we really could use your help to stay on the air. If you visit that website and you donate, we would love to expand this TV audience with your support. If you need prayer today, we want you to call our prayer line. It's 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. God bless you in Jesus' name, and we'll see you tomorrow. Today, I wanna to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, 
you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.